Euzu billahi mineşşeytanirracim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi rabbil alamin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala seyyidina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecmaîn. Allahumme allimna ma yanfa'una ve anfa'ana bima 'allamtana ve zidna ilmen nafi'a. Allahumme arinal hakka hakkan varzukna ittiba'a ve arinal batıla batılan varzukna ictinaba. Rabbi şrahli sadri ve yassirli amri vahlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Assalamu alaykum ve rahmetullahi ve berekatuh. Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bed-Uz-Zaman Said Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. In this episode, inshallah, we will continue reading the 10th word, which is about the verity reality of life after death, the hereafter, bodily resurrection, that there is reward and punishment for what we do in this word, that this word is the testing ground and there is a land, there is an abode or reward and punishment thereafter. We are reading through Ustad Nursi's proofs of the verity of the hereafter. He called these truths. We read through the first five truths, began the sixth, and inshallah, we will continue reading the sixth truth today. The sixth truth, Ustad Nursi says, is the gate of sublimity and perpetuity, and it is a reflection of the names, the majestic and the everlasting. If we can refresh our minds a little bit, we will remember that in each of these truths, we start by mentioning a gate and what that gate is the reflection of among the beautiful names of God. What we mean by this is that we look around in the cosmos that we live in, which is one of the sources of knowing about our Lord, about God, one of the sources of information, one of the signs of God's existence and attributes. We look at the cosmos and we identify various qualities, attributes, properties, and then we think about the one who has created the cosmos with these properties. From that, we deduce information, knowledge about the Creator, about our Lord. And then we verify that with the Qur'an, the revelation, the direct message that our Lord has sent to us through His beloved Prophet ﷺ in order to introduce Himself to us. And we see that the two corroborate one another. What we learn from the cosmos when we look at it and deduce information about our Lord and the way our Lord introduces himself to us corroborate. And then we ask, okay, then what can we expect from this Lord, from this creator from now on? We see that all who comes to this realm departs. Nobody stays here. Is this the be-all and all? Can it be the be-all and all? Can it be everything that is out there for the human being to experience, to see? Or 
do we expect from the Lord that we just learned about to do something else? To give something in perpetuity, to give life after death. And we say the second one makes sense. The second one is certainly what we would expect from this Lord. And therefore, based on evidence, there is hereafter. There is life after death. So in this truth, the sixth truth, we are looking at the properties, qualities, attributes of sublimity and perpetuity that we observe in the cosmos. The words in uh, Arabic and also Turkish are hashma and sarmadiyya. Hashma and sarmadiyya, sublimity and perpetuity. We went through this at some length in the previous episode, but very briefly, think of a clear night. Look at the sky, how beautiful it is. Think of the one who has created those stars that we now know based on the scientific information that we have attained are massive, massive objects that have been out there for billions and billions of years that are so majestic. And think of the one who subjugates those colossal, massive things, the stars and the planets, who subjugates them and who ornaments the firmament with them and puts that in the service of these poor, weak, needy creatures that we are human beings who ornaments the firmament for us to look and appreciate. He has so much power. He has so much sublimity that it is easy. It is nothing for him to use those colossal things to, to embellish the sky for us. Who subjugates the sun and the moon. Who rotates them around one another, the earth who brings life after death every spring and think about the multitude of living creatures every spring all of these all of these and again if you want to know about this in detail think about this in detail please go ahead and read the previous episode on the 10th word all of these indicate that there is a lord there is a creator who is sublime who has sublime power and also that everything that comes to this cosmos dies, departs, disappears from our sight. But thereafter, there come others, similar things, especially when we think about the living creatures, as we just mentioned in the spring. That life is not in these creatures themselves, but life is continual, indicates that the one who creates them is perpetual, is not ending. He is majestic and he is everlasting. Now, can it be possible? Is it at all possible as the repeated formula in these truths? Is it at all possible that the one who has so much sublime power, who is perpetual, who is majestic, who is everlasting, who has created all of this in part for us to appreciate. 
Is it at all possible that he will let us be here for a few years, 60 years, 70 years, whatever it is, and then just disappear? Sublime power and majesty necessitate the continuity of appreciators. But the brief time that we spend here and the brief exposure of sublimity in this universe does not match what we would expect from that Lord. We expect that Lord to expose, to reveal, to manifest his sublimity continually. And therefore, we expect him to create ongoing, continuing, uh, lasting appreciators. We expect him to give us longer life, lasting life, everlasting life, so that we, come, we can become everlasting appreciators. So this is the gist of what we went through in the sixth truth. And we will continue reading. At this point, Ustad Nursi, in his usual way, provides us with a, with a representation that should make this notion easier to understand. Bismillah. Şu hakikate şu temsil dürbünüyle bak ki, mesela sen yolda gidiyorsun. Görüyorsun ki yol içinde bir han var. So, take a look at this truth. Look at this truth with the binoculars of this representation. And that is a, a metaphorical way that Ustad Nursi refers to representations, binocular. You don't take a binocular and look inside in order to see what is in the binocular. You take a binocular and look through it to see something out there. And it helps you realize what is out there. It, it facilitates for you to see what is distant and therefore you cannot see with naked eye. So the, the purpose of the representation then is not to look at the representation and try to understand what is in the representation in terms of reality. The representation is a means, an instrument to see reality. It is not the reality itself. It is an instrument to see reality. So Ustad Nursi says, take this binocular, take this representation that I am going to narrate and look at the truth that is being exposed in this part of the treatise with it. Look at the reality with it and therefore attain true information about reality. Mesela sen yolda gidiyorsun. Görüyorsun ki yol içinde bir han var. For example, imagine you are proceeding on a path and you see that on the path there is a hotel. Bir büyük zat o hanı kendine gelen misafirlerine yapmış. A great person has built that hotel for his guests who are traveling to visit him. O misafirlerin bir gece tenezzüh ve ibretleri için o hanın tezyinatına milyonlar altınlar sarf ediyor. He spends millions of gold coins on the decorations of that hotel so that those guests would come, stay for a night, enjoy themselves and also learn some lessons. Hem o misafirler o tezyinattan pek azı ve az bir zamanda bakıp, o nimetlerden pek az bir vakitte az bir şey tadıp doymadan gidiyorlar. Moreover, those guests are looking at only a little bit of those decorations for a little bit of time and they are 
tasting only a little bit of all the blessings that are prepared for them in only a little bit of time. They are moving on without being satiated. They are tasting and they are moving on without being satiated. Fakat her misafir kendine mahsus fotoğrafıyla o handaki şeylerin suretlerini alıyorlar. However, when we look carefully and we notice that each guest has a camera and with that camera that is special to them. With their private cameras, they are each taking pictures of the things in the hotel. Hem o büyük zatın hizmetkarları da misafirlerin sureti muamelelerini gayet dikkat ile alıyorlar ve kaydediyorlar. Moreover, the servants of that great person are also taking pictures of the transactions of the guests with utmost care and they are recording them. So there is surveillance going on. The servants of the, the, the great person who has prepared this hotel hosts his guests in this hotel and as they are staying in the hotel, the way they act, their transactions are being recorded. The servants are recording them very carefully with minute detail. Hem görüyorsun ki o zat her günde o kıymetdar tezinatın çoğunu tahrip eder. Then you'll see that that great person every day just destroys much of those precious valuable decorations. Yeni gelecek misafirlere yeni tezinatı icat eder. He creates new decorations for the new incoming guests. So this is amazing. He did not just build the hotel and decorate it and leave it there for people to come and enjoy and move on. He is recording those who come and stay there. And he is also creating new decorations for everyone as they come. He must have a lot of wealth. Bunu gördükten sonra hiç şüphen kalır mı ki bu yolda bu hanı yapan zatın daimi pek ali menzilleri, hem tükenmez pek kıymetli hazineleri, hem müstemir pek büyük bir sehaveti vardır. Having seen this, would you have any doubt left? That this person who has built this hotel on this path has continual and exceedingly lofty places of stay, unending and precious treasures, and great and abiding open-handedness in profusion. He's so generous, he's so open-handed, and he has so much to give away. Would you have any doubt that this is the case? Şu anda gösterdiği ikram ile misafirlerini kendi yanında bulunan şeylere iştihalarını açıyor ve onlara hazırladığı hediyelere rağbetlerini uyandırıyor. With the bestowals he shows them in this hotel, with the blessings he puts before them in this hotel, he is increasing their appetites, he is increasing the appetites of the guests for, for the things that he has by himself. Remember they are traveling to him? And he has a lot of things by himself. He has lofty places of stay, precious treasures, blessings. He's open-handed. He wants to give them. He has things that he is keeping by himself. And the guests are traveling to him. And by showing them the bestowals that are in this hotel, he is increasing their appetite for what he has by himself. And he is increasing their desire. For the gifts that he has prepared for them. Aynen onun gibi şu misafirhane-i dünyadaki vaziyeti sarhoş olmadan 
sarhoş olmadan dikkat etsen şu dokuz esası anlarsın. In the same way, if you paid attention to the situation in this guest house of the world without being inebriated, without getting drunk, you will understand these coming nine principles. And here Ustad Nursi is going to uh, deduce nine principles from the story and what that story corresponds to in the reality of the world that we live in. Birinci esas, the first principle. Anlarsın ki o han gibi bu dünya dahi kendi için değil. You understand that, like that hotel, this world is not built for itself. The hotel was built on the way as a temporary guest house for the travelers, guests of the of the great person. And the hotel was not the end. The hotel was a temporary rest station on the way to the end. It was not built for itself. It was built to demonstrate what the great person has by himself and to increase the appetites of the guests, to increase the desires of the guests for the gifts that were prepared for them by the great person. It was prepared for the guests to take pictures of what is to come. Demos, pictures of the demos of what is to come. Kendi kendine de bu sureti alması muhaldir. And it cannot have taken this form by itself either that is an inconceivable delusion that is an inconceivable thought it cannot have come into existence by itself belki kafile-i mahlukatın gelip konmak ve göçmek için dolup boşanan hikmetle yapılmış bir misafirhanesidir in fact or in that case it is a guest house that is built with wisdom in order for the caravan of creatures to come, stay for a temporary period of time and then move on. It is created in this way, it is made in this way with wisdom to keep filling and emptying, filling and emptying. There is a turnover. It is built, it is made with this turnover in mind. İkinci esas, second principle. Hem anlarsın ki şu hanın içinde oturanlar misafirlerdir. And you would also understand that those who are inhabiting this hotel, those who appear to be staying in this hotel for, for now are guests. Onların Rabbi Kerim'i onları Darüsselam'a davet eder. Their munificent, their generous Lord is inviting them to the abode of peace by increasing their appetite for what is there, by increasing their desire for what, what is there, by giving them the opportunity to take pictures of these demos, but without satiating them, by having them taste all these blessings, but without satiation, he is inviting them. There is something else. Come. There is an invitation here. Üçüncü esas, the third principle. Hem anlarsın ki şu dünyadaki tezyinat yalnız telezüs veya tenezzüh için değil. Çünkü bir zaman lezzet verse firakıyla birçok zaman elem verir. You will also understand or you also understand that the decorations in this world are not only for receiving delight, pleasure and enjoyment. Because if it gives delight, if it gives pleasure for a period of time, for a temporary period of time, 
that is followed with pain that comes from its separation and there is a lot of pain for a brief period of time it gives you pleasure but then thereafter it gives you pain unending pain sana tattırır iştihanı açar fakat doyurmaz it lets you taste it it increases your appetite but it does not satiate you çünkü ya onun ömrü kısa ya senin ömrün kısadır because we are talking about all the blessings in this world right all the pleasures tastes delights in this world because either it has a short life either its life is short or your life is short either the things that you enjoy depart you while you are alive they die they disappear they spoil they break they finish or you die while they stay here and you leave them behind either their life is short or your life is short there is no other way doyma kafi değil they are not sufficient for satiation demek kıymeti yüksek müddeti kısa olan şu tezyinat ibret içindir şükür içindir usulü daimisine teşvik içindir in that case these decorations that are valuable precious but that have a temporary life they are for taking lessons for learning from for instruction they are for showing gratitude and they are for encouraging the desire for reaching the originals of them that are continual başka gayet ulvi gayeler içindir and they are for other utmostly lofty purposes they are not for the temporary existence that you observe them in here remember the decorations were being destroyed and new ones were being created either our lives are short or their lives are short this is not the be all and all they have other purposes and when we look from that angle we see that those other purposes are lofty and Ustad Nursi gives us a side note here where he explains that point in even more detail. Haşiyevir, the first side note. There will be more side notes in this section. Evet, madem her şeyin kıymeti ve dekai kısan atı gayet yüksek ve güzel olduğu halde, müddeti kısa, ömrü azdır. Yes, since the value and refined artistry in everything the value of everything and and their refined artistry is utmostly high and beautiful but their life their time is short and their life is short demek o şeyler numunelerdir başka şeylerin suretleri hükmündedirler in that case they are demonstrations they are demos they are examples they are the images of other things or they have the judgment of being the images of other things ve madem müşterilerin nazarlarını asıllarına çeviriyorlar gibi bir vaziyet vardır. And since there is a situation as if they are turning the sights of purchasers. As if everybody who are looking are potential purchasers, buyers. And it is as if they are turning the sights, attentions of these potential buyers to their originals. Öyleyse elbette şu dünyadaki o çeşit tezinat bir Rahman-ı Rahim'in rahmetiyle sevdiği ibadına hazırladığı niam-ı cennetin numune, numuneleridir denilebilir ve denilir ve öyledir. In that case, of course, all these decorations in this world, 
are the demonstrations, are the demos, examples of the paradisical blessings that a merciful mercy giving has prepared with his mercy for the slaves, for his slaves that he loves. We can say that, we should say that, and that is the case. So to go over this briefly again, we look around and we see that everything is precious and beautifully decorated. The artistry in everything is so fine. You take a single leaf of a single plant and you think about it. Is this precious or not? A grass blade from that you can pick from the ground, is this precious or not? If you think superficially, you may think that it is not precious. But then task yourself, task yourself with the challenge of creating one of those, but from nothing. You have nothing but yourself. You are not going to be able to take anything from what God has created. If you think it is not precious, meet this challenge. God created everything around, so you are not allowed to touch it. God created the model for this grass blade too, but we will, we will grant that to you. We will give it to you to take a look, to take example from. Now sit down or stand up or lie down, whatever you do. Create one blade, grass blade. Will you be able to do it? For that grass blade to be created, you needed the earth. You needed the nutrition in the earth. You needed water. You needed the sunlight. You needed temperature. All of that is made possible through the interaction between the earth and the sun. Therefore, you need the earth and the sun and everything else that you should consider in this ecosystem. But we are not going to go into those details. You need the clouds to bring water. You need years and years of erosion and the accumulation of organic matter on earth for the rock that once was on earth to become soil. And you need the interaction between the sun and the earth. You need the earth to be stable. You need the earth to have a certain amount of gravity so that the oxygen, the air, the atmosphere does not just fly away. Then you need the sun and the earth. Now, are the sun and the earth precious? Well, for the sun and the earth to be in their place, you need the entire solar system because it is not only the gravity of the sun that keeps the earth where it is, but the interaction between all the other planets, the pull and push factors, forces that is keeping the earth where it is. Well, for the solar system to stay in place, you need the entire galaxy. And for that, you need the entire cosmos. You need everything in the creation for that single blade of grass to come into existence. Can you do it? Is it precious now? Yes, it is precious. Look at the artistry in it. Take it, observe it under the microscope. Superficially, at first sight, it looks like a flat green object. But when you look in detail, you will start to see that there are these patterns in which its cells are organized. And if you were to take a microscope and look into the cells, you would see a world in each of the cells. And you would also see that they are each beautiful. So there's such delicacy and there's such harmony and organization and purposefulness. All of that, all of that in the single blade of grass and what about the rest of the world? 
What about all the trees, flowers, oceans, animals, human beings, minerals? What about the firmament, the sky, the, the sun, the moon, the stars? What about all that beauty and value that is invested in this creation, but at the same time, they have a very brief period of time to spend here. Their lives are short. It is like an exhibition center. It is set up for three days. Everything is brought there. And everything that is brought there is going to be packed and taken away in a few days. But does that mean that everything that was brought to the, to the exhibition center, were they created only to be exhibited in the exhibition center? Would that make sense? If the value that was put in each one of those things was a million times, a billion times more than what the exhibition center earns from the tickets, would it make sense for any of the producers to bring their products, to bring their demos into the exhibition center? No. You would assume, and you would rightly assume, that everything that is brought here is brought in order to demonstrate what is out there what you can actually get. And they are there to provide information about what is there. Perhaps to give incentive, to create incentive for the potential buyers to actually buy. Taste a little bit. If you like, there is more. That is the point. Taste a little bit. If you like, there is more. However, there is condition. <laughs> If you like, there is more, you can go and take more and you can satiate. You can eat to your, to your will, to your heart's fill. But you need to, to observe a certain decorum. You need to go through these certain practices. If you like, here is the form. Fill out this form and fill it out. Pass this test. Here is a test. Fill out the form to, to ask for it and pass this test. If you pass this test, you can go to the next room and there. It is all there. The blessings, the beauties, the decorations that we see in this realm, they are beautiful and they are precious. There's auto artistry in them. In that case, they are the, the demos of the blessings in the paradise that the merciful, mercy giving one has prepared with his mercy in the paradise for the slaves that he loves, for his beloved slaves. Not for everybody. You cannot earn his wrath and then expect him to give you blessings. That's not how things work. Earn his love. Earn his mercy. Take a position that is deserving of his mercy. Understand your place before him. And then he prepared all these blessings. The real once the real originals of these blessings the true originals of these demos he prepared them you will go there and get them dördüncü esas the fourth principle hem anlarsın ki şu dünyadaki müzeyyenat ise cennette ehli iman için rahmeti rahmanla iddihar olunan nimetlerin numuneleri suretleri hükmündedir you also understand that the decorations in this world are the demos and images, similitudes, images of the blessings that are collected in the paradise for the believers by the mercy of the merciful one. Here there is another side note. Hashi 2. 
the second side note. Evet, her şeyin vücudunun müteaddit gayeleri ve hayatının müteaddit neticeleri vardır. Yes, the existence of everything has multiple purposes and its life has multiple consequences. This is a very important point. It's, it's really a principle that helps us understand what's going on here in this world. What are those multiple purposes and consequences? Ehli dalaletin tevehüm ettikleri gibi dünyaya, nefislerine bakan gayelere münhasır değildir. It is not like what the people of misguidance delusionally think as if everything here, all these decorations are limited to their aspects that are facing this world and themselves. Ta abesiyet ve hikmetsizlik içine girebilsin. It is not like that because if it were like that it would become futile and devoid of wisdom. That is not the case. Belki her şeyin gayatı vücudu ve netayici hayatı üç kısımdır. In fact, we can categorize this. We can think of this in a more systematic way. In fact, the purposes of existence and the consequences of life that belong to everything can be thought in three categories. Birincisi ve en ulvisi. The first and the loftiest one. Saniyine bakar ki o şeye taktığı harikayı sanat murassaatını şahidi ezelinin nazarına resmi geçit tarzında arz etmektir ki o nazara bir anı seyyale yaşamak kafi gelir. The first and the loftiest purpose and consequence of everything among the three purposes and consequences, three categories of purposes and consequences. What is that? That is that looks to its artful creator that relates to its artful creator and it is to present the wondrous wonderful beauties of artistry wondrous wonderful embellishments of artistry in the form of a parade to the sight of the pre-eternal witness as if there is a parade and all these creatures all these things pass before the creator, pass before the king, the pre-eternal witness. They, they, they walk and pass before him and they present the decorations, embellishments that are put on them to the pre-eternal witness. To live for a fleeting second, for a drifting moment is sufficient in order to attain that glance, that sight. Belki vücuda gelmeden bil ve niyet hükmünde olan istidadı yine kafidir. In fact, the aptitude of each thing that is like a potential intention that has the judgment of a potential intention even if it does not emerge into existence is sufficient. We talked about this before. Think of a melon. The melon has hundreds of seeds in it. And each of those seeds have the aptitude to become another melon or perhaps five, six, seven, eight other melons. Each of those seeds have the potential for this. And that potentiality is like the melon's intention. It has the judgment. It will be worth considering it as the intention of the melon. We human beings, when we intend to do something good, even if we do not succeed in doing it, even if we do not turn our intention into action, even if it does not bear fruits, we get a reward for it. And the melon gets a reward for the hundreds of seeds, hundreds of intentions that it makes. And each seed gets a reward for the 
10, a dozen melons that it wants to produce. And that is sufficient. Even though the melon lived a fleeting life, it was in existence in full bloom for, let's say, two weeks, and then it rotted and lost its attributes, its qualities, its properties, the intention that it made in its seeds to show the, the decorations that the Creator has put in it, even in the form of potentiality, is sufficient to catch that glance, to catch the sight of the pre-eternal witness. İşte seri-ü zeval, latif masnuat ve vücuda gelmeyen, yani sümbül vermeyen birer harika-i sanat olan çekirdekler, tohumlar şu gayeyi bit tamamiha verir. So, the artifacts that are quickly going out of existence, the defined, refined, delicate artifacts that quickly disappear, like some gases, like some elements, they they don't exist in under normal circumstances. But when you uh, when you in the laboratory, when you create a certain reaction, this element comes into existence, lives for a few moments, and disappears. Those things, those fast disappearing delicate artifacts or some flowers they are so delicate that the flower blooms let's say while the sun is setting and by the morning it's gone some butterflies so much time from the caterpillar to the cocoon and then the butterfly perhaps months pass by the time the butterfly is actually that beautiful flying animal and it lives for a couple of days and dies cicadas they live underground for 17 years and then they come they climb out and they become these like flying insects that make that really loud noise for a week for a few days and they die those arts those seeds and kernels the seeds and kernels that do not bloom and give fruits, that, that do not bear fruits, but they are still wonders of art and artistry. If you want to understand this meaning, look at them. They fulfill their purpose completely. That they show this intention to the pre-eternal witness fulfills their purpose completely and bears consequence. Remember, we talked about the purposes and consequences of things, and we are categorizing them into three. In this first category, we are thinking about the purposes and consequences of things that relate to their creator, merciful creator. A fleeting moment of existence, a couple of days of existence, even not bearing fruit, but having an existence in the form of intent in a seed. All of these are sufficient to catch that glance and that is sufficient to fulfill the purpose and to bear fruits, to yield consequences for everything. Understanding this helps us understand the creation really well. Sometimes we say, okay, human beings are created in order to appreciate what is out there, but there is so little that we as human beings can see and appreciate. What about the rest? Why is the rest created? All this cosmos... 14 billion years light years wide and that is what we can observe in it why why well 
we are the appreciators we are the fruits with us the complete purpose of the creation comes into existence but we are not the only purpose there is this purpose there is this consequence of presenting themselves to the sight of the pre-eternal witness to god faidesizlik ve abesiyet onlara gelmez and as a result futility and uselessness does not touch them Demek her şey hayatıyla, vücuduyla, saniyenin mucizatı kudretini ve asarı sanatını teşhir edip Sultan-ı Zülcelal'in nazarını arz etmek birinci gayesidir. In that case, the first purpose of everything is to present, to expose, to demonstrate the miracles of power and imprints of artistry of the artful creator through their lives and through their existence to present that to the sight of the majestic sultan that is the first and foremost purpose for us human beings too it is not only to, to look around and appreciate no to first be what you are created for manifest the attributes the qualities the properties that are given to you in order to manifest your lord in the best possible way and everything in the creation does does that and that is the first and foremost purpose ikinci kısım ikinci kısım gaye vücut ve neticeyi hayat zi şuura bakar the second purpose of existence and consequence of life relates to the conscious beings yani her şey saniye zülcelalin birer mektubu hakaik numa birer kaside ile tafet numa birer kelime-i hikmet eda hükmündedir ki melaike ve cin ve hayvanın ve insanın enzarına arz eder mütalaaya davet eder that is everything is a missive a letter that displays the truth or truths it is an ode a poem full of refined artistry and a word of wisdom of the majestic artful maker and they present these to the sights of the angels the jinn and the humankind inviting them to careful reading and contemplation demek ona bakan her zişura ibret numa bir mutalaagahtır in that case everything is a source of reading and contemplation for each conscious being that looks at it each human being each jinn each angel that looks at anything in the creation a leaf a little ladybug the stars the microbes the trees anything and everything is a source of reading a source of meaning and contemplation for the conscious beings that look at them and that is the second purpose and that contemplation that reading and contemplation is the second consequence that everything has and of course in this case things that human beings do not see for instance will not bear the consequence of human contemplation however god has many creatures god has many angels those things that we do not see somewhere in the depths of the amazon forests where no human being has ever stepped a foot and little bug living there 
It fulfills the first purpose and consequence. It presents itself. It presents the decorations that the merciful one has put on it to the eternal, eternal witness. But it also presents itself to the angels. There are angels everywhere. Perhaps the jinn too. But the jinn do not go beyond the first sky. But angels are everywhere. Everywhere is filled with angels. And the second purpose therefore is fulfilled everywhere. Üçüncü kısım gaye-i vücud ve netice-i hayat o şeyin nefsine bakar ki telezzüz ve tenezzüh ve beka ve rahatla yaşamak gibi cüz'i neticelerdir. The third category of the purposes of existence and consequences, consequences of life relates to the self of each thing. Relates to each thing itself. And this yields consequences such as receiving pleasure and enjoyment and living in comfort in a lasting way. And these are particular consequences. These are limited consequences. Mesela, azim bir sefine-i sultaniyede bir hizmetkarın dümencilik ettiğinin gayesi, sefine itibariyle yüzde birisi kendine, kendisine ücret-i cüz'yesine ait. 99'u sultana ait olduğu gibi her şeyin nefsine ve dünyaya ait gayesi bir ise saniyine ait 99'dur. For example, think of a tremendously big royal ship and think of a person who is in charge of the steering mechanism, the helm. He holds the ship's wheel. His handling the steering mechanism has perhaps a hundred purposes. The ship needs to go from a certain point to another point. The ship needs to haul certain items. The ship needs to carry certain people. The ship has many purposes. And all of these purposes would not be fulfilled if he did not steer the ship. So the him moving the ship's wheel has perhaps a hundred purposes, a hundred consequences. But what relates to this individual from all of that is perhaps one in a hundred that amounts to his particular, his limited compensation or payment. 99 belongs to the Sultan. He is working on the ship as the person in charge of the ship's wheel and he has a payment. The ship is trading for instance, and the, the value of the load that it is hauling, let's say, is a, a hundred thousand gold coins. The payment, the compensation of the person in charge of the ship's wheel, perhaps is going to be two coins. Perhaps it's going to be ten coins. Perhaps it's going to be a thousand coins. But the overall value is a hundred thousand coins. And if 1,000 belongs to this person, that's even an exaggeration, very, very optimistic uh, evaluation of the situation. But if 1,000 belongs to this person, 99,000 belongs to this sultan. In the same way, everything has perhaps one purpose that belongs to itself and the world, but has 99 purposes that belong to the artful creator. This third purpose and consequence, therefore, is particular. It is particular to each and everything. Whereas 
the purpose of presenting the, the decorations to the everlasting pre-eternal witness is a general is a universal purpose it is a purpose that is shared by all and that can be attained in a single moment regardless of the size the lifetime of the thing that is presenting it whereas this other one is particular it is limited to the lifetime the size the value the the mass of the created being that is in the world işte bu taaddüdü gayattandır ki birbirine zıt ve münafi görünen hikmet ve iktisat cud ve seha ve bilhassa nihayetsiz seha ile sırrı tevfiki şudur ki birer gaye noktayı nazarında cud ve seha hükmeder ismi cevvat tecelli eder meyveler hubublar o tek gayeyi noktayı nazarında bir gayrı hesaptır nihayetsiz cudu gösteriyor fakat umum gayeler noktayı nazarında hikmet hükmeder ismi hakim tecelli eder and so thanks to this diversification of purposes the secret of the reconciliation of wisdom and economy on the one hand and generosity and open-handedness especially infinite open-handedness in profusion on the other hand even as they appear to be opposites and contradictory is this so let's try to refine this we observe in the cosmos wisdom and economy everything seems to be purposeful everything seems to be serving a purpose one of the meanings uh, or perhaps the general meaning of wisdom is to put everything where it belongs to and to be purposeful not to do things in a futile way an economy is to minimize the expense in order to acquire what is desired and not exceed that amount that is needed and we observe this in the creation there is wisdom and economy but at the same time we observe generosity and open-handedness in profusion and this will become more clear when we give examples now these two appear to be contradictory because how can you be minimizing expenses and not creating anything that does not have purpose not making any expense that does not have purpose and at the same time be open-handed in profusion just giving out giving out giving out without counting as if without counting of course there's a count but that is what it appears to be with a superficial look and when we think about these categories of purposes and consequences that relate to each thing in the creation then we understand that actually these two are not opposites or contradictory but they are reconciled they are working together and this is the explanation of that from the point of view of each purpose generosity and open-handedness rule the name al-jawad the generous manifests itself from the per- point of view of particular purposes for instance the purpose of a leaf is to be a leaf the purpose of a book is to be a book the purpose of a human being is to be a human being from these particular purposes from the point of these particular purposes generosity and open-handedness rule the fruits and seeds are innumerable innumerable from the point of view of each of their single purposes 
that is from the point of view of their particular purposes and consequences they are innumerably many we look around and it feels like there is so much so many seeds so many fruits this shows infinite generosity god is generous god is generous to his creatures he creates them in abundance there is no limitation to his generosity infinite his power is infinite and since he has infinite power and he is generous too he creates he creates in abundance however from the point of view of general purposes or the totality of all of those purposes together wisdom rules the name the all-wise manifests itself each fruit of each tree has perhaps as many purposes as the number of fruits on that tree so let's think like an apple is a fruit right the particular purpose of an apple is to be an apple but then if you think about the other purposes and consequences presenting the artistry to, to conscious beings presenting the decorations that he has put on it on the apple to the artful creator the pre-eternal witness from the point of view of the totality of these purposes the the general purposes wisdom rules the name the all-wise manifests itself al-hakim all-wise manifests itself each fruit of each tree has perhaps as many purposes as the number of fruits on that tree and it can be more than that number too as many purposes as the number of conscious beings that see that fruit for instance for instance there, may, there are other purposes too and this is classified into the three categories we explained presenting the decorations that god has put on it to god presenting the artful maker's artistry and attributes that are manifest in that artistry to the conscious beings and the purpose that relates to each thing's self and to the world to the material realm to the fleeting temporal material realm these general purposes the general purposes that we talked about demonstrate an infinite wisdom and economy so much is acquired with so little so we first thought of the of the particular purposes and we said it seems there is so much so many seeds so many fruits if the purpose of each apple is to to just be an apple what's the point or the purpose of each apple each apple fruit is to reproduce its tree you need one seed for one tree to reproduce itself while one tree is creating perhaps 2000 seeds every season so what's the point why is this abundance from the point of view of the particular purposes it looks abundant and many and we see generosity and open-handed profusion is ruling there and when we look at the general purposes they demonstrate an infinite wisdom and economy so much is acquired with so little an otherwise insignificant tree presents to the pre-eternal witness his decorations in a few weeks in the fall when the fruits are ripening or perhaps in the summer as it bears its fruits and thus it attains eternity in the sight and knowledge of the pre-eternal witness and fulfills its duty to its merciful creator what is greater than that that's a tremendous gain 
compared to the little value that the tree and its fruits have in and of themselves. So when we look from this point of view, we see that much is achieved with little expense, nothing is wasted, nothing is futile, everything serves a purpose, and there is absolute economy. In this way, infinite wisdom unites and reconciles with infinite generosity and open-handedness because things do not have a single purpose. Things have multiple purposes. And when we think of those multiple purposes, we see that infinite wisdom unites and reconciles with infinite generosity and open-handedness in profusion, even though they appear to be opposites when we take a look with a superficial eye. Mesela, asker ordusunun bir gayesi temini asayiştir. For example, one of the purposes of maintaining an army of soldiers would be to preserve order. Bu gayeye göre ne kadar asker istersen var ve hem pek fazladır. From the point of view of this purpose, if you maintain an army of soldiers, a an ordinary army of soldiers, a normal number of soldiers in a normal army, you will have as many soldiers as you want and many more than the need. Let's say a country maintains a million and a half soldiers. Does this country need a million and a half soldiers in order to maintain order in the country? No. I mean, this is perhaps before police force, right? No, perhaps a hundred thousand is enough, more than enough. But a hundred and half million soldiers are maintained. What's the point? From the point of view of this purpose, you will have as many soldiers as you want and many more than the need. Fakat hıfz-ı hudud ve mücahide-i ada gibi sair vazifeler için bu mevcut ancak kafi gelir. However, for other tasks such as the protection of borders and fighting enemies, the present number of soldiers would barely be sufficient and is proportionate to the task in a way that demonstrates perfect wisdom. If there's a war, if the country is under attack, if there needs to be a fight, then that number of soldiers is not little. Perhaps you are going to draft even more at a time of war. But in God's creation, everything is proportionate and there is no need for more either. It's perfect, perfectly proportionate. Kemal hikmetle muvazenededir. So there is proportionality in perfect wisdom. İşte hükümetin hikmeti haşmet ile içtima ediyor. So the wisdom of government unites with the sublimity here, with sublimity here. O halde o askerlikte fazlalık yoktur denilebilir. In that case we can say that there is no excess in that multitude of soldiers. So let's try to think about this. Let's try to come up with another example. One of the purposes of, let's say, a blueberry bush is to reproduce, to produce other blueberry bushes, or perhaps we can also think of another purpose as providing nutrition to human beings and the birds. So let's think of these two purposes for, for the blueberry bush, to reproduce, to, to produce another blueberry bush, or to feed humans and birds. But each blueberry bush yields hundreds of blueberry seeds that each carries the potential to become another blueberry bush. And it is certain that much of that will be wasted, destroyed without becoming another bush. If 
each seed in each blueberry brood were to become another blueberry bush, the, the entire earth would be covered with blueberry bushes and blueberry bushes would be in a very tough situation because they would not be able to fit here. Or if you think of the blueberry as nutrition for humans and the birds, there are many more blueberry bushes and blueberry fruits on those bushes than what human beings and the birds can consume. This may appear to be incompatible with the principles of wisdom and economy. As we said, wisdom means putting everything where it belongs to and being purposeful. And economy means minimizing, minimizing expenses to the amount that is necessary to procure the desired purposes and consequences and not exceeding that amount. A blueberry fruit that falls on the ground and rots may appear not to be serving a purpose. The bush bloomed, the fruit ripened, it fell to the ground and rotted. That is, if we ignore the fact that there are so many bacteria that are being provided from that single berry, but we are going to ignore that for now. We are not going to think of that purpose for now. We limited our said we limited our universe to two purposes uh, reproducing and feeding human beings and from the point of view of, of those two purposes so many blueberry berries falling on the ground and rotting seems not to be compatible with the principles of wisdom and economy however this is only if we think about the particular purposes of reproduction and feeding humans and birds these are particular purposes that relate to a limited context in the limited and temporal world that we live in. Then, if we think of the general purposes of presenting the artful maker's artistry to conscious beings, and even more generally and fundamentally to the artful maker's gaze himself, then we would see wisdom and economy within that open-handed profusion and generosity. So we would see wisdom and economy within open-handed profusion and generosity. Now they united, now they reconciled, because there can be no waste in those acts of presentation, in those acts of manifesting the arts and artistry of the artful maker his names. There is no waste in that. God's conscious creatures are many. Angels are many. Human beings are many. The jinn are many. But the angels, the angels, they are so many that we probably can't even imagine. And even beyond that, nothing escapes the sight of the pre-eternal witness, God. Even if the angels were not witnessing that berry that fell on the ground and was rotting, it fulfilled its purpose with regard to this general and more important, more, more weighty purpose and consequence of presenting the decorations that the artful maker put on that blueberry bush or on that blueberry fruit, presenting that to the pre-eternal witness. So Alhamdulillah, we read through the uh, first four principles that are mentioned in the sixth truth of the tenth word. And we will continue in the next episode on the tenth word from the fifth principle. And inshallah, finish the principles. We will see how it goes. 
Subhaneke la ilme lena illa ma allemtena inneke entel alimul hakim ve ahir davahum enilhamdülillahi rabbil alemin el fatiha.